Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about getting clients that you actually want to work with, aka those clients that are just a dream to work with, to collaborate with, and that just fit all of your check marks on your list. So I could just say, work with dream clients, work with clients that align with you, and that that's it. But that would be like the worst piece of advice I've ever given on this podcast. That kind of thing is like way easier said than done. Like, I don't know anybody who just decides one day I'm going to work with a dream client and then just does it. It takes work and it takes some strategies and that's kind of the point of this episode. I want to help you get to that point and it's going to take a bit of work. I don't want to promise some sort of instantaneous um, strategy miracle where you do XYZ and you're going to get the end result and you're going to get only dream clients from here on out. That's not what I'm promising at all. However, I am going to say that these are some tips and some different strategies that I've used in my own business that over time with consistent effort has definitely reaped a ton of benefits for me and I hope will help you get a little bit closer to working with those clients that um, are perfectly suited for your business. I do want to mention super quickly, if you want a like really comprehensive look into different strategies that I use for finding clients and for finding those well-aligned clients, I would recommend checking out my website and looking at my finding clients workshop just because that's like almost two hours of just full breakdown of strategies. There's different methods in there and I answer questions and XYZ. So if that's something of interest and that you're needing right now, I'd recommend that as a resource in addition to this episode. But let's move on. So I'm going to try and keep it quick because I have a lot of tips and let's just rapid fire. So the first one is one, make your concept projects slash designs relevant. And what that means is it's really important that any sort of concept project to like a passion project that's like a fake sort of company or just a fun design that you're making, it needs to match the type of work that you want to keep doing in the future and also match the type of work style that you like to do. So what I mean by that is you need to make sure that all the projects you are designing or anything that you're designing, it's acting almost as like a billboard for attracting potential clients. If you're making concept projects or you're making designs that you don't really want to do in the future, it's a waste of billboard rent essentially because what you're doing whenever you're making work you're putting in the time to make those designs and to publish them and promote them is that you're essentially doing some free advertising for yourself. People will like it, people will comment, people will share it, most importantly, and sometimes your a potential client can see that work on someone's story, on an explore page, whatever, and then want to come to you so that you can do that same style of work for them. The issue whenever you create work that you don't want to keep doing in the future is that you're potentially making a false advertisement for people who aren't aligned with you to come in contact with you. So to make sure that you are getting only the best inquiries and getting people that are well aligned from you at the get-go, you want to make sure that the design work that you are promoting, that you're publishing and putting out there on social media, on Pinterest, on your portfolio, matches the type of work that is aligned with you as a designer or creative. So that's my first step always make designs or concept projects that 
are fitting with your business. So it doesn't mean that you need to do all the same style all the time, or you can only do like the types of products or types of designs for industries that you're in. It just means that you need to make sure that whatever you're making at the moment, you need to be okay with potentially doing a repeat project like that in the future. So just a side note, um, and that's a tip that I think is super important. Another thing is to not advertise projects or designs that you don't want to keep doing. And this is different from my last tip because my last tip is centered around like concept projects or um, designs for fun. You need to make sure that those are well suited to your business. But sometimes you get clients that aren't you know, super match with your style or maybe it's like an outlier industry and you decided to work with them, you know, because we got to pay the bills and that's fine. But if you don't want to keep getting clients like that, don't promote that work as much. Don't be publishing or don't advertise the end result of that project because the, the fact of the matter is, is that any work that you're putting out there kind of acts as like a signal, like a, a magnet to similar sorts of projects and people. And so if you're working with a client right now that isn't necessarily the type of work you want to be doing, totally fine. I just recommend not promoting it as much on your social media or on your portfolio or your website just because there's a chance that someone stumbling across it might think that's the work that you do want to do and will come to you for it. So just a small tip. Another one is about content. And so I talked about content in my last episode talking about what a sort of monster it is to make content and how much effort goes into it and how it can be like really anxiety inducing. Um, Here's another thing that might add some stress to your plate that I hope doesn't actually and that's making content suited for the right type of audience that you're trying to reach. So I get a lot of questions on about like why do I make reels or why do I make TikToks that are like relatable memes for other designers or for other creatives because it's not going to get me any clients and I get that. That makes total sense. However, I actually have two target audiences for my personal business, and one of them is clients, you know, like small businesses, entrepreneurs, but then my other audience is actually creatives because I do, I sell courses, I have this podcast, I have um, templates that I sell, and in some ways, like, I just want a community, and so for me, my target audience is the two groups uh, of people, one that's a bit more profitable than the other, obviously, but I have two different audiences and so actually like some people may question like what even is the purpose of making reels because they're not going to bring you any money you know it's fine if it's not a profitable type of content but as long as it's the content suited towards the people I'm trying to reach it's the right content for me and so whatever that means for you you need to evaluate that but I'm the reason why I'm bringing up the case of me where there's like I am making relatable stuff but also making stuff for my clients is because it might be different for you. Like maybe you don't necessarily want to be engaging with other creatives. Maybe like you just want clients to be in contact with you. If that's the case, I think it's important that you, you know, kind of limit the amount of designer focused content and do more like small business content, making content that's going to show up on their for you page, on their explore page on the stories of people who they follow. And so you need to do some kind of introspective thinking about your target audience, what types of accounts they follow, where do they frequent, what social media platforms are they using, 
and get on those platforms because you don't want to necessarily just be doing what other people are doing because it's working for them. You want to make sure that whatever content that you're taking the time to create and whatever platforms that you're trying to grow on are the platforms that are going to get you in contact with the people that you actually want to work with. Because if you don't want to work with other creatives, there's a chance that you shouldn't making be making content for other creatives. So just something to think about that I really think could be probably the most important tip that I give you in this episode. Another thing that it may or may not be helpful for you, um, but it was super helpful for me, was partnerships. And partnerships with creatives that don't overlap in expertise. So what I mean by that is I actually recommend finding a couple of creatives that align with you um, on like a personality level, also kind of like on a stylistic level, um, logistic level, and forming some sort of natural partnership with um, with those creatives because there's a chance that if you align on all of those different elements, there's a possibility that you guys also align in like target audience or in types of clients you want to work with. And you may be thinking like, why would I want to bring somebody in to potentially like lower my profit? But the chances are actually that whenever you expose yourself to like your partner's audience, you're going to reach people that you never would have reached on your own and then vice versa for them. And the reason why I think it's important to partner with a non-overlapping creative, like if you're a designer, partner with a web developer, or if you're a web developer, partner with a photographer, because there's a chance, because all of our, our work, first of all, is symbiotic. Like we cannot exist without the other. Design doesn't exist without photography. Photography doesn't exist without like digital editing. Digital editing doesn't exist, blah, 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 blah. And so the beauty of that one is that whenever somebody gets a service done by one creative, they're probably going to need another service done by a connected creative industry, right? And so it's in your benefit, one, to have some sort of partnerships or relationships with people who are in those non-overlapping focuses because, one, that's already kind of a channel for referrals or a channel for more clients. But when you directly partner with people, you give yourself access potentially to their clients, past, present, and future, and vice versa. And it's this really amazing relationship where it's like you're expanding your offerings because you have somebody that you can directly refer. And also you're kind of just effortlessly opening yourself up to a way bigger market than you would have just doing the effort alone. So that's something that I really recommend, especially if there's a creative that is currently working with a, a client that you really want to work with. There's a potential that if you scoot on in there that you can even get onto the project in, in in an instant, right? Because they might need you or they, they might be looking for somebody in that moment. So that's a tip that may not, may not be enticing to you depending upon whether or not you want to work with people, but it's something that has really, really helped me. So my last and final tip um, is to pitch to potential clients in a non-cheesy or gimmicky way. And so here's what I mean by that. I think it's important to put yourself you know, in people's radars because a lot of businesses, for example, like I'm a brand designer, a lot of businesses don't know that they need to rebrand sometimes, or sometimes they, they know that they need a rebrand, but they don't know what the first step is. So what I do is I like to put myself into the radar, into the the vicinity of businesses who might be in need of my services, whether they know it or not. And I just like to interact with them. I like to just kind of be, um, 
close by wherever they're interacting like and what I mean by that is like following profiles that they follow interacting with their posts and just forming a relationship that feels natural and once you do that you can then start to think about potentially pitching to them and I talk a bit more about this in my workshop um called pitching (laughs) but essentially it's like a really really good way to kind of gauge whether a business maybe in need of a designer or a creative. Um, And it's a good way to kind of stand out from other potential creatives who might be pitching to them as well. Because if you have like a long-standing relationship with them already, or like they recognize that you like their posts and they recognize that you comment on their posts, you do stand out a lot more because it's like, it seems like you care about their business. Like you, you understand their business, like you've been around for a while, rather than those like really kind of cringy cold DMs that like, I mean, no offense if you do that, but I don't think that they work very well. So that's just another thing. Like, I don't want to use the word pitch because like pitch has like a weird like door-to-door salesman vibe to it. But I would definitely recommend putting yourself out there and engaging with potential clients that you really want to work with because you never know. Um, Like just a small anecdote, like I worked with Twin Flames um, this past year, and if you don't know Twin Flames, there's a really awesome YouTuber duo, um, Keaton Milburn and Nat Braun, and they created a clothing company called Twin Flames, and they launched their clothing lines, I think, in like 2019, and I was just looking at their stuff. I was like literally about to buy a shirt from them um, in 2020, and I noticed that they didn't have a website that was like as bomb as their clothes were. It was like pretty generic from a template. And I was like, this is such a cool clothing line. Like their designs are dope. Um, Their spokespeople, like their founders are really cool. And they have a very aesthetic kind of Instagram. And I was like, you know, the website could be better. And I was like, they deserve better. And so literally what I did was one day I just, I, I followed them on their account. I had been interacting with all of their content for a really long time. And then I finally just like DM'd them and I was like, hey, like, love your stuff. Was just wondering if you're in the search for a website just because I'm a website designer. And then they replied and then they were like, yeah, that's exactly what we need right now. How did you know? <laughs> and the only way that I knew that was because I'd actually like come across them as a potential consumer, like as somebody who admired their business, like knew their audience, like knew what they were about. And we just clicked. Um we talked on the phone, we had a bunch of conversations via email, and then afterwards I did their branding and I did their website. So that was a really chance kind of encounter, but it's a really good example of what I mean by like not cold pitching, but rather like introducing and engaging yourself in a way that feels authentic and also making sure that like before you pitch and before you kind of get put yourself out there that you're aligned. Like, I knew that I was aligned with Twin Flames because I had been watching Keaton and Nat for, like, years on YouTube. And I also knew I was aligned because I had gone through experience of trying to buy a shirt on their website. And I knew what their problems were. I knew what their solutions could be. And that's how I presented myself rather than some just random stranger looking for money. So that's just an example of some way to put yourself out there and and find those dream clients instead of having to make them find you. I think the thread that's kind of like running through this whole episode is just this idea of like being active um, and not being kind of passive in the way that you market yourself. I think it's really important that 
whenever you're trying to get clients and especially dream clients is that you're not relying on like social media, you're not relying on any sort of algorithm to bring people to you. I think it's super important that if you are going to put in the work of finding clients because we all need to find clients and it's it's that you're doing things in a smart and efficient way but you're you're doing the active role and active thinking and active participation in that to make sure that the work you are getting is aligned to what you want and so you know if you're going to design projects anyways why not be smart about it strategic about it and make something that's going to benefit you in the long run if you're going to make content anyways, you know, why don't you do some thinking and make sure that all the content you're making is aligned to your audience. If you're going to advertise your work with from client projects, you know, pick the best of them or even redesign some of that stuff to make sh- to make it, you know, fit your profile. If you if you're going to partner with a creative anyways, why don't you partner with someone who aligns with you um, in terms of client audience, in terms of style anyways, you know? These are all things that I think we all might end up doing at some point in our time, like, you know, making content, partnering with people, making content projects. But in order to attract those dream clients that we really, really want, we need to do it strategically and we need to think about it in a way that's going to benefit our business in the long run without the extra work. So I hope this episode was really helpful. I really tried to kind of like limit how much I talk because I know I'm a big talker and just kind of rapid fire at at them at you. Um, Let me know if this was too fast, if you enjoyed this episode, if any of these tips help you. Um, Like I said, if you want any more in-depth tips or actual strategy breakdowns, I would recommend checking out my workshop. But besides that, I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, whatever, whenever you are listening to this and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.